Okay. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Ashish. Starting back uh, with the lives again, I start and stop. And uh, so it happens, but hopefully we'll continue from now onwards every Wednesday evening, eight o'clock and Sunday morning. Um, I will be live and you can hear me and all the various topics to do with fertility, whether you're trying to conceive naturally or that you're going through um, any other uh, methods or you're working with your doctors and you are um, trying to get pregnant. So the topic for today, my name is Dr. Ashish, by the way, if you don't know yet. Um, and today's topic, and I've been thinking about this um, obviously having discussions with my clients and patients about the nature of uh, stress that there is to do with fertility, uh, to do with the whole fertility journey, to do with the, as we call it, infertility also when people cannot conceive after uh, two years of unprotected sex and they cannot conceive. So what kind of stress um, are we dealing with? Do we understand that stress enough? Uh, do we realize what are these couples, people going through? Um, and I think it's for both uh, the partners, whether it's same-sex couples or heterosexual couples, whatever that partnership looks like for you, in every case, there is this stress that builds up. So I just want to look into... Um, the timeline of this stress, you know, why is this stress, uh, it builds up like this? Why is it so chronic or so stretched over a n number of months or years? And I want to look into perhaps it's even longer than that. Um, and the impact of it, um, you know, on their lives while they're going through fertility issues before that, and after that as well. So just just an inquiry, just a discussion. If you are one of those who are affected by the stress during your fertility journey, do share your experiences privately or openly if you wish, whichever way you would like to do that. But it is, it is to look into uh, the nature of stress and specifically, as I mentioned, the chronic stress. So it is not an acute stress which uh, just happens for a few moments or a few hours and then it's gone. It's not that. It's it's stress which is there on and on and on. It just goes on uh, until a uh, couple does get pregnant. And actually, surprisingly, it still goes on beyond that as well, even when couples do get pregnant. So just looking into that and... Um, yeah, I will share uh, my views. I will share what I hear from my clients. And I will also share that uh, the work that I do with fertility, if any of you are suffering from or you know somebody who is going through fertility issues, then do pass on uh, these videos. There are There is a lot that I share online. There are a lot of Instagram videos that, and I'm, I'm starting this these lives, which will be regular. So do share them. They're there in the public space. So share them. I am also going to be recording this as a podcast and hopefully I'll be able to upload it as a podcast on Spotify and iTunes and then you can listen to it as well if you wish. So we 
let's look at the stress in the journey of fertility, in the journey of becoming parents. What kind of stress are we looking at? Of course, there are those people where fertility is not an issue, right? They think about getting pregnant and month later, two months later, some people get accidentally pregnant where they were not really necessarily looking to get pregnant, but they, they do. There are those people as well. But that does not take away from the fact there are millions of couples who are struggling to get pregnant. Um, and going through this journey day in, day out. Um, so we are talking about those people who uh, have been on this journey, trying to conceive, doing number of things, and it's not happening. And there are a number of um, uh, you know, a number of scenarios in that as well. Um, sometimes there is a reason for uh, fertility, uh, like you may end up getting ectopic pregnancy, or there is endometriosis involved, or there is polycystic ovarian syndrome involved, or there are sperm issues. So there may be any of those issues which can be explained, okay, yes, you have this condition and that's why you can't get pregnant. And then there is unexplained or unexplained fertility or unexplained infertility where you cannot find any reason and that that is quite a huge chunk 20 to 25 percent of fertility issues are where there is no reason doctors or medically we cannot find why a couple cannot get pregnant um, in addition to all the you know, where, where we can give a justification, okay, because you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and that's why the chances of you getting pregnant are perhaps lower. Um, so all of those scenarios where, uh, where there is an explanation, or maybe there is no explanation, uh, the stress is there, regardless whether there is an explanation or not. And even when there is an explanation, it's not that it is you know, first time you go to the doctor and first time you're told that, maybe in some cases it is that. Generally, you go to the doctor, you get certain, you know, you've been trying for a while and then you go and start getting investigations and that takes time as well. It's it's not uh, just one investigation. It is also investigating two different people, uh, their health conditions, their well-being, all of that is getting investigated. So it may take much, much longer months sometimes that I see patients years before they can actually get diagnosed with anything or that they are told, okay, this is why you are not getting pregnant or it is unexplained and we don't know why you're not getting pregnant. That, that journey itself from the moment you start going to the doctor's um, up to that point can be two years, three years, five years, or even much longer in many cases. So one thing, um, you know, I was recently asking a patient of mine who was coming for therapy work uh, for fertility uh, was, I, I was just wondering about this, that I don't see any other medical condition where this stress, uh, where this not knowing whether you're going to get pregnant or not, uh, where you you don't know whether you're going to get a particular result or not, um, is like this, the way it is in the case of people who are trying to get pregnant. Uh, because, so for when people naturally get pregnant uh, without 
kind of doing any effort, uh, more or less, the chances of uh, that pregnancy happening is about 25%, yeah, which is quite a narrow, uh, very small percentage uh, of people where they were not even, uh, or oh, they tried for two, three months and they got pregnant. Those chances are 25%. So then when it does not happen in the first year or in the first two years, that's where this starts to, you know, you start to wonder. Now, what happens is that fertility uh, itself, the window when you can get pregnant is, is about maximum three to five days. That's, that's maximum what I'm talking about. Strictly speaking, that fertility window is about 48 hours, um, 48 hours to 72 hours. Yeah rest of the time it is just wondering it is just uh, thinking whether it's going to happen or it's not before the ovulation you are preparing for it that's only if you do know when the ovulation happens for you and once the ovulation has happened and if you were preparing you had uh, good intimacy at that time and then you are wondering whether I'm going to get period this time or not, whether I'm going to get positive pregnancy test this time or not. So you're wondering till your uh, menstrual cycle date, right? So you're wondering before while you are getting prepared for it. And then, um, then afterwards you're wondering again. So out of, I don't know, 28 to 30 days, you are wondering for about 25 days, more or less that whether it's going to happen this month or not. And this is what uh, starts to add up, right? So I'm right now only talking about from the moment when people actively have thought, okay, we want to start a family. And um, if they were on contraception, they stop contraception and start trying. So I'm only talking about that scenario right now. And every uh, month out of 30 days or 31 days for 25, 24, 25 days, you're wondering whether it's going to happen this month or not. So when it doesn't happen first month, you're like, okay, maybe this month we didn't do something right. Um, and then you start again. You have the period, you're disappointed, but you then start again. Now just imagine, right? Uh, for this thing to keep happening, not for one, two, three, four, six months, for 12 months, but for years, for some couples, where they are doing this, doing all the effort that they can think of themselves, uh, but not getting pregnant after three months, six months, one year, 15 months, two years. And that's when they start to, or they already start to wonder and then start going down the medical route and looking at uh, what else can they do, right? So that's this scenario. So it's not just, um, so it is that added compound effect of that stress that keeps adding on for those many days, yeah? 365 days, uh, double it, triple it, two or three years down the line. Uh, every day you are just wondering, you are just hoping, you are just building on that, oh, this month, if I'm pregnant, then this is what, what we are going to do. This is how we are going to announce. These are the plans. Uh, and then it doesn't happen. And then you change the whole scenario. So you're building that 
momentum and then it crashes. And that happens month after month after month. And that's why the stress becomes chronic because it just keeps adding on where you are hoping for something to happen and it doesn't happen and that hope gets, uh, you get disappointed every month or rather before month, uh, before you get your period, you know that you're not getting any symptoms and the more it doesn't happen, the longer that stays on like that, the more disappointed you get and the more stressful it becomes. Now, I also want to look at, um, you know, this uh, another scenario that fertility journey, we think it only starts when somebody thought, okay, uh, we want to get pregnant at a particular, um, by a particular age. So start a year before, start, you know, most of the people don't start a year before, they start three to six months in advance uh, of their uh, imagined deadline of getting pregnant, whatever that is, by 35 or by, um, you know, past 35, then we'll start getting pregnant, whatever that age limit you have set for yourself. I also want to look at the scenario that for most people, there are those women and couples and men who do not want to have kids. So those are also there. And of course, that is their choice. And that's how it is for them. They're not looking at um, potentially in future that one day we're going to settle with kids. They are not looking at that scenario. Uh, but for most people, uh, even when people are not looking at having big families, uh, generally uh, men and women are looking at having maybe one kid and then settling with whatever they would like to do as a unit, then uh, a husband, wife or same-sex couple and one child. So where does that start from? Yeah, that idea. Do we think about that scenario that when do uh, we start getting aware of maybe one day I'll have a home, maybe one day I'll have a family. I remember for myself that idea started from when I was 12, 13 um, in year 7, 8, ninth class in India. Um, when did that idea start for you? When you thought, okay, one day I will have a family of my own and this is what I would like to do. This is how I would, I would like to be with my kids. This is how, this kind of parent I would like to become. So the idea actually starts from there, from that point. Yeah. And you, and you are then preparing yourself. You are studying, maybe going to college, maybe going to university, maybe setting up, um, everything that you are doing, it is setting the scenario for that home, that dream that you're preparing for, that's what you're doing everything for that. Yeah. And then for some, uh, we know in the West, for example, here in the UK, uh, Europe, America, uh, generally we are looking at 30 plus uh, when women are looking into getting pregnant. When we look at certain other countries, for example, India, Asia, South Asia, this this uh, starts much earlier, maybe in early 20s, women or couples are looking to get pregnant. So it is different, obviously, according to the countries. But just imagine if somebody has that idea at the time of um, 13, 14, 15, and they start to then getting pregnant by the age of 30. 
Um, they already have been building on that dream for about 15 years or longer, perhaps. Yeah. And then when, when it doesn't happen, the kind of disappointment that one feels, um, we can only imagine, you can only imagine, I don't know, for yourself, if you are not one of those who had to struggle for fertility, um, perhaps think about something else that you really, really wanted in your life. That one thing you you wanted for years and years, a big car or big house or big, um, I don't know, a big diamond ring, whatever that thing was for you. Uh, and you were thinking about it, and, you know, uh, having pictures of it and keeping collections, uh, looking at other people, looking at the videos and thinking one day I'm going to have this. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And fertility is so complex because we still do not have lots and lots of answers why it doesn't happen. Um, even the success rate of IVF at the best is about 32% with everything that you can do for it and all the resources that you can put into it. Um, under 35 years of age in women's case, the best results or best percentage is 32%. So that's a staggering number of about 70% of people who are not going to get pregnant even with IVF. Yeah. So fertility is hugely, hugely complex and it is dependent on two people. So it's not just only, there is no other health condition that is dependent on any other person. You know, if I've got IBS, if I've got, um, my knees are not working, it's only my health. Only one person is involved. But infertility is two people involved. And that's why it becomes even more um, tricky to deal with because you're looking at two people, their health, their well-being, their scenarios, um, their mindset everything with two people and bringing all of that together yeah so the stress uh, is enormous if you can imagine that somebody who has been building on that dream for five years 10 years 15 years um, and i have heard this from patients where um, you know they have been through uh, ivf cycle and they were really uh, relying on that ivf cycle um, they are 35 plus or 40 plus and that IVF cycle didn't work and then the disappointment the the real sadness then starts to come out um, in couples and of course men women equally women get more affected because many a times it is it also involved involves uh, miscarriages or uh, chemical pregnancies or ectopic pregnancies which do not last uh, or that may it may affect uh, their health or it may also affect their chances of getting further pregnant. So all these scenarios we are looking at and all this stress that is adding and adding and adding every single day. And now we, we look at, you know, uh, yes, it uh, doesn't matter, you know, this is all stressful and um, as long as we do get pregnant, uh, as long as we have one, two, three, however many kids you want to have, uh, it's all well and good. Um, but the studies are showing and uh, my experience as a, as a practitioner is that even when people do have um, 
children, whether naturally they got pregnant after years of infertility or that they got pregnant with IVF, is, is that that chronic stress doesn't go away. And many a times through that journey, all that disappointment and heartache which they had, uh, it does not all of a sudden just go away because they now have kids. It still remains that, oh, but that didn't work. Or we went through such hard time, um, you know, with that many number of IVF cycles or that many number of Panchkarma programs or that many number of natural uh, medicines or supplements that we took. And, it, you know, it took us maybe that many resources or maybe it took us that much uh, money that was involved. All of that. And also the stress that um, has been adding up, even when you do have kids, it then affects later in life as well. And also it affects uh, your relationship with those kids also when you have them after such huge struggle. So it is, um, you know, the topic is a little bit more somber and, and you know, um, something to really think about a bit more deeply and maybe a bit sad. Um, but that's what we are looking at when we look at um, people who have been trying to get pregnant and they look at, uh, you know, somebody else may look at, oh, this is just one negative test. Um, you know, the strips, whether you had, which you're using at home, uh, but it's not just one single strip for them. Yeah, it it has a huge long history for them and that is why it is there is such huge sadness disappointment the feeling of loss uh, that is there and and that it doesn't go away after having kids that's also because sometimes it has kick-started something uh, more in in the person whether it's a woman or the man in this scenario or both men or both women uh, but it may have kick-started something deeper or some other kind of feeling of this um, inadequacy or whether this you know even when you do then end up having kids it's like whether they're going to be taken away from you because you have been through so much um, loss in a way because every month is a loss when you don't get pregnant so that's that is the nature of the stress that we are dealing with in a fertility journey. And that is why um, I talk about the things that we can do to counterbalance it, to, to, to take charge of a little uh, charge of our situation and feel that, okay, at least I can do this at least I'll feel a little better to reduce that stress um, and not let it consume, uh, which is another word that I hear from a lot of patients that this, this journey or this issue right now is consuming their life and they cannot think of anything else uh, or they haven't been able to for last that many number of years. So we are looking at all of this and that's why um i know that i i posted a, a post in in another women's group and there were a lot of women who were just laughing and they said oh you just have sex and you get pregnant um and only i know and 
uh, I'm sure other fertility practitioners who know and the people who are going through fertility issues, they know that it is not as simple for them just by uh, getting, pr uh, just by, you know, having intercourse, you do not become pregnant. It's not the case for millions of people. So that's um, what is the point of discussing all of this? The point is that let's do something to reduce this stress. Yeah, um, Take help, take advice, reach out to if it is affecting your mental health, if fertility is affecting and do not just deny or do not just say, no, this is, I'm okay. Yes, maybe don't tell everybody on the street, but uh, go and look out for practitioners, go and look out for help, go and look out for fertility, uh, perhaps a coach or a mentor who can support you, who can be there for you. Uh, that makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, studies show that, my own experience show that, I know from patients, I know from other uh, networking friends who have shared that because they had somebody with them, guiding them, showing them direction, they didn't feel as lost in this whole process. Yeah. So share your stories with me. I always ask um, for that. Uh, I do have a fertility uh, group as well that women can join and be part of it and just look at all the information that I share there. This is also being broadcast in my group as well. Um, but the idea is to inspire maybe a few more people, few more women, so that they can look out, seek out more help and do not just suffer in silence with the stress that perhaps the whole life uh, that they have right now, it, it looks like probably hugely stressful. So let's look at the solutions for this. So reach out. I am starting uh, a uh, natural fertility program on the 1st of July. We are relaunching this program again. So if you do um, want to reach out to be part of that program, then send me a message as well. Uh, or if you know somebody, share the videos, share the message. Um, yeah, share the posts as well. So that's it uh, for today. I will be live on Sunday morning. I can't remember if I said nine or 10. <laughs> I think it's 10 o'clock. Uh, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. So do join me then and share your experience and do talk about fertility openly so that others can uh, learn and not feel as alone on this path. I'm here if you need to reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening, watching and commenting. I will be interacting afterwards once I've seen the comments. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Bye.